Do you just cry when you sit with the papers Thinking about what it's like and take away from us We're on a course for a head-on collision Scientists said this is what we've been missing Sorry that research is not for submission Friend Roger's dead and we'll be the one to listen Can't take the heat, now the planet is your kitchen She's like you're stuck in a contest of pissing Time to trade in Congress for a new edition Hello and welcome back to another episode of St. Pete's Pearls. It is Monday, June 1st. That means I have actually been doing this podcast for two solid months. Now, most of you know me. That Commitment-wise, that's huge. Probably my longest commitment other than the pets in my life. Mile marker for myself anyways. Thank you everybody who's been listening. If you do like it and enjoy it, please share. Thank you for all the feedback that you people do give me. It goes in to help me put out more relevant content or just keep this thing on on track and interesting for you guys. So we have another a reading today. And I'm going to go back to the John C. Maxwell Daily Reader, since, especially since we're starting a new month. And trying to find something to talk about is hard these days because I do try to keep things positive as much as it can get ugly out there. We've saw it, and I do stand beside every protester out there, except for those causing too much destruction. I get, I get the anger. Hey, I've lashed out irrationally myself in ways I'm not proud of. There are more constructive ways to channel that energy destruction of property some sort of civil disobedience taken to a next level right there is insurance and it'll get cleaned up but remember the tax comes back to us because the city and these corporations they're gonna file insurance claims and we're in the business of bailing out big businesses so this is gonna come back to bite us in the ass so try to keep it clean at least on that behalf and i do not condone violence for any buddy out there on the police side or any or either side right when we see police pushing around people they don't need to be pushing around uh, you know i'll blame video games on this i think they get to put this riot gear on and right they get to live out their call of duty fantasy right they go home get all pumped up on red bull and want to stay awake all night and stay away from their family and kids the ones right not all cops are like this but some people have that kind of 
macho machismo thing about them. They need to do that or they're just fucking confused assholes and, you know, they worry, they drown their life out and playing way too many video games, aggressive killing video games and watch harmful shit and they get all fueled up and, right, we get the ignition switch from CNN and Fox News and hey, there you go, bud. And we have this weekend. Whenever riot, um, like I said, please protest. Show your support for your fellow communities. Black lives do matter, and uh, and we need to show respect to these movements. So I hoped, <laughs> I hope today's John C. Maxwell Daily Reader is going to help out. It is about building trust. He says, I have learned that trust is the single most important factor in building personal and professional relationships. Warren Bennis and Bert Nannis called, called trust the glue that binds followers and leaders together. Trust implies accountability, predictability, and reliability. More than anything else, followers want to believe and trust their leaders. They want to be able to say, someday I want to be like him or her. People must first believe in you before they follow your leadership. Trust must be built day by day. It calls for consistency. Some ways a leader can betray that trust include breaking promises, gossiping, withholding information, and being two-faced. These actions destroy the environment of trust necessary for the growth of potential leaders. And when a leader breaks trust, he must work twice as hard to regain it. People will not follow a leader they do not trust. It is the leader's responsibility to actively develop that trust in him from the people around him. Trust is built on many things. Here he gives trust as like an acronym or a, mn a mnemonic. So trust, trust, he says, is time, respect, unconditional, positive regard, sensitivity, and touch. So he says time, time, take time to listen and give feedback on performance. Respect, give someone respect and he will return it with trust. Unconditional, positive regard, show acceptance of the person. Sensitivity. Anticipate feelings and needs of the potential leader. Touch. Give encouragement. Handshake, high five, pat on the back. Once people trust their leader as a person, they become able to trust his leadership. And that was from his book, Developing the Leaders Around You. And his little mantra is, Take responsibility for earning trust with your followers. And remember, trust is a two-way street, and I like this little, what was it, the mnemonic for trust, time, take time to listen, give feedback on performance, trust people. I mean, not if you take the whole business organization a lot of it, there's very valuable stuff here. Just take time. Listen to people, give feedback, and this is that is just communication 101. But listen with open ears and try to listen to the message, not the words. I think right now we often 
let the words get in the way of the message and we try to correct one another to a, and now that comes to a detriment right this is how we miss the mark on the black lives matter get the message black lives matter yes it's definitely a message uh, but it's also the movement but take time listen and give feedback uh, on what whatever you're talking about and engage in good conversation we need it now Right now, a lot of people are uncertain, upset, worried, scared, anxious, angry. And for all the reasons we see. And a lot of us are ill-equipped to deal with how we deal with it ourselves, let alone how we help those around us. Um, and this is why I always advocate for groups like the Good Grief Network, any local meetup group, when you start uh, sharing yourself with people, this is why I advocate for the local poetry groups or the improv groups, any kind of artistic community, anytime you meet up a book club, a writing club, you know, meet up once a week to get your hair done together, go on a hike with a group of people, bike with a group of people, and stick around for conversation. Take the time to listen, give feedback. And then respect one another, right? So the R, trust, time, respect. Give someone respect and he will return it with trust. I have found this like universally true in my life. When I respect somebody, they trust me, right? When I, when I respect them enough to trust another person, I find that they have a level of respect. And respect isn't always in agreement either some of the people i disagree with the most i respect the most and a lot of these have kind of these are words that carry different meanings for each of us right your idea of respect to another might be different you might just respect a person because that person is your senior an elder or you know a person in your chain of command whatever that may be right some people, that's all the respect is, right? Is structural that way. For me, it's a little more organic. Show me the type of person you are at heart, and I will respect that. Show me the quality of a character you are. Show me that you are who you say you are, and I start to respect that. I don't respect the position, right? especially when certain people act in certain ways in certain positions. If you're going to act in that way, don't take that position, right? Respect yourself in that manner. But respect. Respect one another. The one I like the most out of all of this, I think, is the unconditional positive regard. Show acceptance of the person. This is the you in it all. And I think this is a big moment for you here and all of us. This unconditional positive regard. Showing acceptance of a person. Showing acceptance of a movement, right? Accept the words that they choose to use to make the point, right? Accept the person for the person they are. Judge them on the acts they do, but do not judge them on acts others did. This goes for police and people. There is a lot baked into systems 
we understand there are, to say the least, inadequacies, you know, in these and across these uh, systems. And much needs to be addressed. But we'll get nowhere close to addressing things in a manner they need to be addressed in if we do not start showing this unconditional positive regard for everybody. This is the idea America, I think, was built on, right? This idea of equality. But this unconditional positive regard that we need to show, this acceptance that we need to have for the other people is only achieved when we take you know, the time and respect, you know, the first two steps. The time to respect other people. I think then we get to that unconditional positive regard. And if you're unsure on how to do that, maybe showing a little sensitivity in our interactions. This one I have a difficult time with myself. Uh, you know, but then I realize that, so I try to take myself away from those situations where I might not be able to approach it in a sensitive enough manner that, you know, maybe the situation warrants. And in those situations, I try not to show up. If I know it's going to be a thing, try to keep my mouth shut. It doesn't always go as planned either. And I have to be accepting of that. And be kind. Take the time to respect myself. Show myself some unconditional positive regard. And not beat myself up too much if I had a misstep or I misspoke or I reacted to the wrong thing. I don't know. Whatever the reason is. Like I said, some of these things are easier for us than others in certain situations, right? These are all just kind of tools. None of this is said law, right? The one rule that's going to get you through anything in life. Just good ideas to kind of keep in your mind. So Try to always anticipate failings and needs of others. Maybe that's how you get to the unconditional positive regard. And finally, this one nowadays, maybe it's just trust. The touch between the COVID and also Joe Biden getting this thing completely wrong his whole career. Too much encouragement, Joe. But give, find other ways to give encouragement. Maybe not through touch, through snaps. I don't know. Claps. The like button on Facebook and Zoom or however you can chirp on Zoom that you, you like what's going on. Because that's how we're all meeting. Handshake, high five, pat on the back goes a long way. I'm a big hugger. I like hugging people. This hurts. This COVID pandemic has uh, thrown me all out of whack. This is why I don't run for office because then they'll call me out like creepy Joe Biden. Ah, he hugs too much. I'm just a friendly guy. I'm a, you know, affectionate, right? Kind, caring person. What can I do? Well, now I cannot hug anyone because it's not proper to because we're not spreading COVID. To people who don't need it or want it. Nobody needs it. Nobody wants it either. So, Hands to ourselves. Unless two consensual parties are willing. An understanding of the risks involved. Jesus. Whoever thought I'd pull that out from old 8th grade health class. Wow. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, that was our reading for Monday, June 1st. It's been two full months. Thank you, everybody, for your continual support. We'll be back on Wednesday with our community section. So until then, bye.